You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity, and more, with your hosts, Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Hi, thanks for checking out He Shoots, He Draws podcast again. This is episode 170. Can't believe we've done this many. Um, I think we even, I think we're approaching something like 290,000 downloads now for this. It's incredible. But um, thank you, everyone, for still listening. If you haven't caught the last episode with James Barnard, um, episode 169, please do. And don't be put off by the TikTok in the title. I know a lot of people are quite anti-TikTok or don't really want to get involved in it. But it's not really about TikTok. It's about social media. And it's about how a designer or a creative can actually use social media as part of their business plan. And James puts a lot of time into his TikTok, um, which he also shares with Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Um, but TikTok is where he had a video went viral. It did really well for his business. So now he invests time into his video making, his behind the scenes, his process videos. Um, he still records it all his phone, but it was really interesting to hear how much effort he has to put in but the rewards he gets for the effort and like anything if you sit and expect it to happen it won't if you put the effort in it's more likely to happen and James really shows how to do this well and I'm I saw him first on TikTok I love his work I love I love watching his channel it's really informative even as a designer I'm forever saving stuff that he's done so please check that out um, speaking of things, learning, um, we've also got a couple of events coming up. If you're interested, if you're a photographer, we've got the photography show on the 17th to 20th of September. If you go on photographyshow.com on the website or follow them on social media, there's loads of um, uh, codes and that to get a ticket. Um, lots of different various codes. So if you're coming up for a day or more days, you might get a different code for that. But um, definitely check it out. It's a really good event to be at. Um we're a partner of the show um so we do get involved with it i'll be working there but we'll also be doing a lot i say we it'd be me at the moment but going to be doing a live show i might have i might have somebody you know very well helping me um and we might have a really good guest that you've also we've also had on the show before but that's still got to be um sorted out but uh, there will be a live episode at the photography show. Uh, we are a part of the of the show as well, which is really nice. Um, I've been working for them for eight years now, so it's a great show to be involved in. Uh, also, another one is Photoshop World. Now, this is going to be an online event, and it's going to be August the 30th to September the 1st. It's going to be online. Uh, it's three full days of training. I think it's something like 45 instructors or 45 it's a lot of sessions going on but it covers all sorts it's going to be covering photography lightroom business um, for me design i'm going to be doing a class on things you probably didn't know you could do in photoshop um, with a lot of design tips and i'm also doing one for photoshop plus illustrator plus indesign so how to use all three together to create something so hope you join us there i have got an affiliate link i will admit it's an affiliate link i don't get much for it but that money does go back into he shoots he draws because i pay for it all myself so any money i can make anywhere uh, just goes back into hosting and bits and pieces that i need for the show so um, if you do get to sign up please use the link in the show notes or on my instagram account um, in the where it says link in bio um, I've got a bunch of links there for things that I talk about and promote. So um, that's a little bit of admin. Uh, tonight's guest is a guy, a young guy called Mark Herons. Now, if you're a long time listener of the show, I've had Mark on before. I've also been on his podcast, um, which also reminds me, 
I've just redone my website. It's daveclayton.com and there's some interviews that I've done with other podcasts on there and some stuff about the show and there's going to be a, a little store I'll be selling some stuff. But Mark is someone I met at Creative South but I found him by looking for some content on YouTube and I came across his podcast and it was a video podcast and I saw it and I thought, wow, this young kid, he's like 18, he's like really fresh and energetic and kind of wet behind the ears as well. But he was getting these great guests on these podcasts called Creative Waffle and I had a lot of admiration for him because it's tough, you know, go out asking to speak to people in their 40s, 50s, established um, designers in the industry. I mean, people I haven't even asked to interview yet because I just uh, don't think I'm there yet. But Mark went straight in, like, I'd love to interview you, and he was getting so much advice. So from, like, the period of, I guess, Mark Mark's age, from, like, 18 to 22, um, he was quite involved in this entity called Creative Waffle, and he was coming to events, and, like I say, we in Creative South. He ran his own event. Um, it was all just going marvelously well mark also had a dream um we, we talk about the manifestation stuff in the in the episode um and mark made a big shift he stepped away from this entity that he'd built to pursue a dream and so we're going to talk about that transition of where we last spoke where he left what he was doing um into what he's doing now and how he feels about the decisions that he made the decisions he's going to make and what he's been been doing going forward i i love this episode i really wanted to speak to Mark I really wanted to get him back on because I thought it was a perfect time for a lot of young people and older people to hear what a young guy a young designer goes through what goes through his head the mental side of it mental health and and keeping busy and trying to earn money and living at home and then living in your own place um so yeah please listen to the end it's a really good episode I've got a lot of time for Mark he's like a cross between a, I don't know, a little brother or a son he's he's 24 he's in that age age bracket so um I have a lot of time and respect for Mark please check out his work please listen to the episode and if there's any way you want to contact him or let him know that you've listened and you love his work please do that I'm sure he'd love it but uh, it's enough for me let's crack on with the episode we'll be back soon it'll be me and Alan and a couple of guests lined up but for now I'm going to hand it over to me and Mark, and I'll catch you next time. Hi, welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws. And uh, tonight, it's a bit of a special one for me because uh, I've got a guy who I consider to be a really good friend and someone I've been, you know, lucky enough to spend time around in his early part of his career. And uh, I really wanted him back on the show because he's had a lot of changes in his life. Uh, you will know him. Um, I want to introduce Mark Herons. Mark, how you doing, mate? Yeah, very good. It's great to be podcasting again. Good to be back. I know. It's uh, we were just saying off air, like we're trying to remember the last time I saw you because, um, I mean, the last time I saw you, what you were doing is so different to what you were doing now. And obviously, yeah. I followed you online, and we've all, you know we've all had a pandemic to live through and come out of it with you know with another shitstorm <laughs> heading into a whole new one. But um, yeah, yeah, I just kind of wanted to get you on really to sort of catch up with you, but also record it. So, yeah. um, I mean, firstly, how how are you now? How's things today? Uh, yeah. As we'll talk about what you've been doing, but like, how are you? How are you at the moment? Do you, do you is your day like just filled with good stuff now? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's it's, uh, it's really interesting actually to look at uh, my life. I, I sort of separate things with by uh, like work life and like personal and the rest of it, like health and stuff. And I'm I'm doing a lot of work on. Um, like, 
it sounds really wanky, but body, my, working <laughs> on my body. Uh, and I go to the gym quite a bit and trying to eat healthy and that sort of stuff. So I get, I think you might have even said it to me before, but like you're trying to spin so many plates at once. And, you know, you, you know, like what you'll know what it's like when you have kids. I'm mean, luckily not at that stage yet, but um, yeah. there'll be another plate to spin. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I've got, I feel like I've got all the work stuff in balance, and that's the plate spinning. And now I'm just trying to get the rest of it sorted. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things we. I think the last time we spoke, um, when I interviewed you, you had just joined. It's funny because at the time we couldn't mention who, but you just joined Arsenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, and you, you kind of at the. I wouldn't say the tail end of Creative Waffle, but it it was like in existence. But you'd obviously talked about your dream job was always going to be working for the Premier League. But I remember just before that, just for anyone um, who's not heard the previous episode of Mark, I, and I recommend you go and listen to it to get the contrast between the Mark then and the Mark now. But we were talking about mental health a lot. You were talking a lot about getting off social media, mm. you know, sorting your fitness out, your mental health out and trying to not to spin too many plates. Mm. Um, but then obviously you joined your, your dream job um, at Arsenal. So, and at the time, like I said, Creative Waffle and Blue Deer were two big things in your life. And you were kind of quite, quite deep in the industry, chatting to lots of people. Mm. What, what changed for you when you joined Arsenal? Was there kind of a limitation as to what you could do or was it a deliberate thing you wanted to step away from that entity? Yeah, yeah. It, to be honest, it was more of a, like a, a desire that I had that sort of just died out. Um, I think the, the whole point of Creative Waffle was to really uh, help get connections within, within the industry and within the design community. Uh, and it really helped me get that Arsenal job. Um, so I worked at Arsenal as a, as a partnership designer, working in their mainly in their partnership team, trying to help get new sponsors in, designing pitch decks and uh, stuff like that. And um, and then moved over a little bit to be become a junior designer, working on more social media stuff and match day roles as well. Um, and, it, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was a great great place to be and learn. And yeah, I, I'm sure we'll go through the whole story, but in hindsight, I probably should have stick, stuck around a bit longer. But it's. Uh, yeah. No, talk. I talk, but talk about it because yes, podcasts. I need content, so don't, yeah. don't cut any stories short. But I mean, obviously, you getting the getting the job at Arsenal. I, mean, mm. I remember chatting to you at the time when it all when it all happened. I was really pleased for you because you know you'd openly kind of did that Noel Edmonds thing where you, if I say it, it will happen. I can't remember <laughs> what there's a word for it in there when you. Um, if you uh, oh, like God. manifestation, like manifesting manifestation. Sort of yeah, <laughs> you kind of did that. You you built up to yeah. it. Um, like that first day at Arsenal when you started there, mm. was it what you thought it was going to be, or yeah, was, was it a huge change for you? Yeah, it very, worked, you know, living at home and, and yeah. doing your own thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so yeah, previously run giving people context that previously run uh, or like tried to run a, a freelance design business straight out of school, which looking back wasn't the best idea. Uh, <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> I think you, you running a freelance design business, you probably need a bit more experience and a few. Uh, a few contacts and you know, rep, rep, reputation between you know, local businesses and, and people you want to work with. But um, yeah, I struggled with that. And luckily, uh, my parents were very supportive. And then basically spent a year building up a sports portfolio, working with local sports teams, meant to get a job at a Premier League football club. Didn't think it would happen so quickly, but yeah, amazing to get the partnership design role. Um, yeah. And uh, well, you did great work, mate. You, I mean, oh, that personal project <laughs> stuff you did 
was you were just knocking everything you did out of the park. I, I remember some of the stuff you did. You did a big thing for England as well. Yeah, yeah. And just all your design work was just like, I was looking at it thinking, God, there's designers out there. Like, you're just doing this for fun. And this this is kind of like f that first draft would have got signed off kind of work. Mm -hmm. When there's designers out there, like maybe, you know, got not even be able to produce that quality of work and you were just trying to get in, into that role so i think the body of work you created and the fact that you didn't do the same thing all the time you had quite a good varied style and you're always willing to try different styles so yeah. i remember when you started doing the more hand-drawn stuff um it's no surprise that you got the job because oh. of what you've done there yeah, I, you know you know but... i always have my support you were like my <laughs> little my little brother <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and you know yourself and, and many other creative people and designers and you know, contacts I've got through my podcast, and it really helps me. Uh, you know, job interview advice and, and other stuff around around the um, you know, just being a, a, an okay designer, talented designer, I guess. Um, so yeah, and, and yeah, thanks for to you and other people that help me out, I guess as well. So yeah, team effort. Well, you, you put the work in. <laughs> that, that's what I, whenever I talk about you to friends or designers or people who don't know you the thing that i always say about you was the fact that like you had the enthusiasm which is always good but you had the work ethic to back it up you weren't just i know like we had a chat about there were times where you felt where you expected quicker success than you were getting but you kind of understood then why that wasn't happening. You know, you were still young. Like you said, you went out of school, started a business, you're living at home, and you yeah. probably had some quite high ambition and yeah, high yeah. expectation. Um, but I don't think it I don't think it held you back. I think it just maybe didn't allow you to be focused on maybe something very specific you wanted. But I think even at your young age, you kind of were learning as you were going and i think what you did with creative waffle is a fine body of work um you know that i i'd be sitting there thinking god he's got debbie milman <laughs> he's got you get uh stefan sagmeister he's like pulling these people out of the out out of everywhere and getting yeah, to talk cool. to them and what a, you know what a great thing for a young designer to be able to have you know half an hour 45 minutes those kind of people yeah but um yeah, so like you know, the job at Arsenal comes up. You go in there. I mean, what yeah. did you, what did you get from that kind of day one experience? Was it, yeah, was it massively different? Well, so so I've had this weird romantic romanticization about you know working in the big city and like London and <laughs> yeah, all, all these things you see in the films about having an apartment in London, looking over the River Thames, and but, uh, obviously it wasn't like that when you <laughs> were working in Wood Green on minimum wage, uh, or living in Wood Green on yeah. minimum wage, uh, north, north London, and you know, in, a, in a rough place, eventually has a fish shop below you, stinking of fish, and uh, oh. not not fish and chips either, like a, like a fishmongers, and it's like raw fish. Oh, and, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like the worst fish shop, but um, flies coming up through the back door, but... Yeah, I mean, the Arsenal job took took a while to um to actually bed in. I think. I mean, I didn't. It, yeah, I I don't know. I, I maybe I watched too much Suits or, or Mad Men or something, and, and just sort of expected something um expected a little bit different. And uh, looking looking back, it's, I could have been a bit more relaxed myself. And yeah, it, it's just um like my first major design job, really, uh, my first proper job. So it, it was going to take a bit of time to to get in there and, and know people and um, make your your own impact on the job. Um, and it did, but yeah, really, really enjoyed the time there. Um, 
how were the people with you because obviously like you said that is your first job and yeah. you know what a first job to get I'm, here's my dream dream job yeah. I want to work for a Premier League football club you're walking through the doors of Arsenal yeah. how how were they with you I mean I know it can be hard sometimes you go into these places and they're very old school or it's a very cliquey um, and obviously a youngster comes in were they supportive of you did you get the opportunity to, to yeah. grow and have time there yeah absolutely so I had uh so I was the junior designer in the, originally in the partnerships role, and then uh, I had a guy called Roland above me, uh, who was the the design manager, I guess, for the partnerships team. And yeah, it was, it was fantastic working with him and un, under him. Um, so he was only a couple of years ahead of me, but you know, really, really talented designer, and uh, you know, he had already been at the job for a couple more months as well. So that helped me sort of bed in and ask him a lot of questions and become good friends with him. Um, and, uh, and yeah, then they had the other design team as well, uh, the more match day role, which we worked a little bit with, but not a whole lot. And eventually, tried to move myself over that over to their their roles and uh, over towards their team because it's obviously more the more stuff on social media is the more fun stuff, right? It's not, not yeah, part, well exactly. for, for me anyway. Maybe maybe people like designing partnership decks and and stuff, but yeah, um, you can really be. Uh, the thing is, as part of partnership days, you can be really quite expressive in it because it's not public facing, so you don't have to follow brand guidelines and stuff as much. So I really enjoyed that side of it. Um, but the but yeah, it was good. Everyone, everyone was really friendly, um, to be honest, and it was quite quite a good team. Um, working with a lot of salespeople, so I hadn't you've been I wasn't used to that before as well. Um, as you was used to working in as an intern in, in design studios, working with other designers, but uh, it was good yeah. to work with another crowd and try and please another type of client, I guess. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, because that, that I remember saying um, my my bit of advice for any young designer was always to just go and take any job for six months to learn yeah. to work with the awkward people, the accounts, the sales, the the like the old long in the tooth. Always do it my <laughs> way. This is the way it always happens. I, I don't use computers. I only use a roller decks and a fiber backs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so the fact that like you've spent some time there. I mean, I remember seeing your work, and I remember you started working with some brands, some partnership brands on the Arsenal stuff and you were able to post some of it at that point then when you're kind of in at Arsenal now what was going through your mind about Creative Waffle and Blue Deer Mm. I mean what we what you were did you have plans that that might kind of take a very large back seat or was that something that you just came to realize yeah so yeah Blue Deer Design sort of uh, just ran out of time to do it um it's like I wanted to carry on as like a freelance thing on the side did a few things and eventually just got to the point where i i, I didn't have a desire to do it again a bit like the creative waffle mm. podcast it's, it's a bit it's a bit of a shame really because I, I yeah it, it put a lot of time and effort into those and those both and then um they both sort of run out of flames and just sort of pass the flame on to my, my day job which is great i think that's probably more healthier I, i'd rather be in that situation where i'm, I'm enjoying my day job more I don't have to have a creative outlet on the side, uh, than yeah. than than being yeah you know, being really miserable in my day job and then um, having to do all my creative stuff outside of that. Uh, so yeah, it, it just sort of died down. Um, yeah, oh, that's what I was hoping you were going to say because <laughs> that's the thing is I know what it's like with he shoots he draws. Yeah. It's like we're not as regular as we used to be because day job gets in the way and obviously like you said I've got kids here as well yeah. so I've got a day job now. Um, and I'm still having to do teaching and stuff on the side to you know to keep my salary up. Um, Alan's back working because he's a photographer now because Alan's taken over from Glenn um, back mm-hmm. in April 2020. Um, 
and something like creative waffle that you were very like you don't do anything by halves that was the thing you, you the, the branding of creative waffle was always good you were regular you were doing video and audio which i yeah. never do it's just <laughs> like an extra thing to edit so i, I was kind of glad that you parked it when you went to arsenal because i just thought i'd hate for him to get this job and but but worry that he was going to lose all all this stuff you've done because like you said you you were like the uh, the train at the end of back to the future three where they get up to 88 miles an hour and then it just flies off the off the bridge and goes down the ravine and it's gone um but yeah you i think uh, you probably did the right thing uh, you know i said creative waffle is a great body of work anyone can go back and listen to it mm. but i definitely think you were in a position to like go back to being mark mm. and, and being a designer um like you, I, I missed the stuff you did, but I was glad you didn't in the nicest possible way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the yeah the thing is about Arsenal. I mean, a bit of advice, I guess, younger designers listening as well is that I, can't, I was constantly thinking about the next step, which I think hindered probably hindered uh, the amount of time that I was at Arsenal. Like I said a moment ago, I probably should have stayed there a bit longer, but it. There was, there was something inside that's like just constantly thinking about what's next. And I think wanting to go to Liverpool was always, um, obviously, support Liverpool. So it was always a, yeah. a thing in my head. Like, if the opportunity comes up, I'll always take it. And it, that definitely, um, well, it turned out to be the, I guess, the, maybe probably not the right step at that time. Um, well, we'll, co- we'll come to that in yeah. a minute. We will come to that in a minute. But so again, like I want to be a I want to be a graphic designer at a Premiership mm-hmm. Football Club. Yeah, Arsenal comes along. My ultimate no, no. But what <laughs> I mean is, my ultimate aim is I ultimately want to work for Liverpool. Liverpool mm. job comes along. I like talk about <laughs> talk about luck. I mean, it's not luck. It's hard work and preparation. But the fact that you like you've just gone and done two of the biggest things you've wanted to do in your first two steps. Yeah. How did that Liverpool position? like come come to be in front of you was it yeah. something you'd gone after or i've been I, I don't know how it works really to be honest but people on on linkedin like recruiters on linkedin have, have messaged me about the jobs so the surrey job is the only one i've gotten off my own back which is and so the arsenal job and the and the Liverpool one were both from recruiters messaged me on linkedin and then they yeah. put me forward for the position and um and eventually got it uh but so yeah, I, I, the world of LinkedIn, um, make connections, and you know if you have enough connections with people in football clubs, I guess I guess you pop up on LinkedIn. Um, Absolutely, put, you know, yeah. put your work out there, and, and you know you never know what might happen, or even reach out to a few people as well. It's, I can't I can't remember reaching out to many recruiters, but definitely kept posting work and you know kept putting the feelers out there. So, um, but yeah, I definitely believe in the whole, you know thinking about it and having having that goal and you know, it will come if you work hard enough for it but um which is a bit crazy and that's happened and it's, <laughs> it feels a bit weird saying that <laughs> but, but yeah it's an experience uh i mean yeah so going to going to liverpool obviously couldn't really turn it down and was a bit upset to be leaving arsenal but and probably could have got into the more of the social media stuff that i, I would have liked to do and um i think my the re- the reason why I went to Liverpool was I thought I could be able to move over to the social team eventually and work on more public stuff, um, or be a gen- more of a general designer rather than just in the partnerships team. Hmm. It turns out it's quite hard to do that when you're stuck in the L- London office of the Liverpool Football Club organisation 
and uh, there's not a whole lot of communication between the two officers. Um, right. Just sorry, just to clear it for the listeners. Yeah. You you lived in London. You worked at yeah. Arsenal Football Club, but when you moved over to Liverpool you were still in London, yeah. you weren't working at Anfield. So just in case anyone thinks, you know, one minute he's in London working at Arsenal, next minute he's driving up the M5 and M6 yeah. and he's based at Anfield. That's a big commute, <laughs> that <weren't>, one. <laughs> yeah, going home for lunch as well. Uh, did you know it was going to be London-based? Yeah, I did. <coughs> yeah, so I knew, I, was, I knew it was London-based and that was, that was great. Because um, I, I knew, I, well, so now I've got a partner as well, um, which last time we chatted mm-hmm. I didn't have a partner. Uh, and it's, that's gone very quickly as well. We're actually, I don't know if, how much you know, I'm getting get married in August. Um, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that yeah. much. I didn't yeah. know that much. That's how much I've, how much I've not spoken to you. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. But it's, it's gone. not too late for the best man. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's happening. She's American, actually, so maybe I will be getting creative yeah. south more, more often. But um, So she's from Kentucky. But So that's the reason why I stayed in London. Um and didn't look for jobs around the UK. Um, and when this one at Liverpool came up, it's working at a London office. I thought that was fantastic. Um, so yeah, that that yeah that happened uh, about a year and eight months into the Arsenal job. Yeah. Where, How were Arsenal about that? Did they kind of understand? Were they like, oh, come on, Mark? Or yeah. Were they like, no, we understand. It's your kind of it's the club you support. Who wouldn't want to go and work for the club you support? Yeah, that's that's the second way you said that. It's probably. It's what they said to me um, when they understood. But so it was at a time where um, I'd been doing. So Roland, the other designer, left, um, and, he, and he got a different job. Um, and I was working just as the only partnership designer and doing a little bit, trying to do more and more social stuff uh, in the social media team as well. But um, still, as the junior designer uh, title, I was in the middle of trying to get uh, more pay and and. Uh, trying to upgrade my, my job title and stuff like that when yeah. it all came up. Um, so it's a bit of a mix of things that came up um, at the same time. And then it just sort of just sort of clicked um, as I was going through the process of um, well, making the next step to the next the next title, a job title. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was um, uh, yeah, so it, it just sort of just sort of worked out um, in a way. And yeah. But uh, yeah, as I, as I sort of alluded to earlier on, it was, it's probably a little bit too soon, and would give the advice of people to just try and stick around at a job if it's if it's going well for you. Um, and yeah, maybe I think definitely a couple of years. You need yeah. you need like a the first year to kind of find your feet, and the second year to use your experience, and then yeah, you know, then it's like kind of make or break. But yeah, but for you, it's again, it's down to opportunity, Mark. It's you know things happen. I've had. You know, I've left. I'd left a job once that I really loved. I didn't realise how much I liked it until I'd left. Mm. Um, there were things about the job uh, that made me unhappy, but not as many things as the, as the things that made me happy. But I left for money, yeah. and ended up working at the worst place I've ever worked in my life for yeah. seven months, and like was like mentally draining. Um, but from that, I moved on to street graphics. So, like things, things happen and come along for a reason, and you do have to make that sort of decision. You kind of don't even really realise you've got time to make a decision. You sort of something feels like you should or you shouldn't, yeah. and you know, it's like God, if QPR knocked on my door ever one day and said, "Oh, we love you doing the covers for Kick Up the Arts. Do you want to come and work for us?" Yeah, there's that 
double-edged sword of like well, I was going to bring come on to Liverpool yeah. um, as much as you want to talk about it. It's that old saying of don't look behind the curtain, <laughs> you know, because when you've got something you really love and it's the thing that's kind of part of your passion, you don't ever want anything to maybe sour it or change the way you feel about it. Um, when w- moving to Liverpool, not being close to Anfield obviously there are perks with the job I appreciate yeah, that yeah. what was it what you expected it to be no no to be honest um not really um the I mean the perks some of the perks were great I had I did I really did take some um lifetime bucket list football goals off of my oh, list you had a great season uh, didn't you <laughs> I, did, I, I couldn't have t- for, for the season that I joined it couldn't have signed it better to be honest I went to went to three finals saw them lift two trophies I mean, it's, yeah, it was. It was. I'm very, very grateful for those uh, experiences. And then, you know, as, as an employee as well, I managed to get my sister's. Uh, um, so, so basically, one of their partners was running a, a competition. Vista Prim was running a competition. Managed to get yeah. my sister to become a small business partner of the match, and you know, had hospitality experience at the at Anfield and. That. And for the for the Liverpool Everton derby as well, as, and, and her name was on the LED boards around the pitch, and like wow, oh, that's, that's such a good experience to take my granddad and my sister and my best friend to that, and um, yeah, you know, I probably wouldn't have known about it if if I hadn't have joined the club as well. Um, Didn't I, you meet Ian Wright? Uh, I did, well. I, I did, yeah, I met <laughs> yeah I met Ian Wright <laughs> and uh, a favourite Liverpool footballer of mine, Daniel Agger as well. Um, yeah, it was a crazy day. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, so I'm very grateful for the experiences that I did get whilst whilst being there, and and also some of the people I met as well. I mean, you know, I'm still friends with some of the designers there, um, and uh, yeah, see them fairly regularly. Um, so yeah, it's it's it's, it's not all, um, yeah. It, it some of it was some of it was uh, as expected, I guess, <laughs> or like you know, make friends and have uh, have a good social time. Um, as I say, I imagine there was quite a a high intensity level of something like that because yeah I don't know a great deal about it but I'll I'll say what I can imagine the situation could have been like is when you're when you're part of something but you're not directly part of it is there kind of a weird I don't want to say resentment um but it's like you're part of something without being part of it was it difficult to like focus on what you had to do because you weren't like at Arsenal, you're kind of able to look out on the pitch and the buzz, what's going on at Liverpool feeds through. It's like, you know, the stinky fish smell below your flat. It's, <laughs> you're breathing it in. Obviously when you're stuck in an office in London and you, you're kind of, um, it's, it's very corporate. Mm. Did, did you, did you feel kind of detached from it, even though you knew you were working there? Um, there's a little bit of that. I mean, we did go up to the Liverpool office well twice in in, uh, in the time I was at uh, Liverpool. Um, so there was a little bit of that, and we we, we had a chat with uh, one of the designers, which was in in Liverpool all the time. Kev, who's like a like a scouse uncle to me now. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, but yeah, definitely. I mean, now that I'm at Surrey and, and when I was at Arsenal as well, it's being close to the pitch, being close to the players, and although. Arsenal less so less so close to the players, but you know, being next to the stadium, being able to see it and hear about some of the action, you know, really close, it's it's fantastic. That's definitely what I love about working in sports. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. What did you? Uh, 
I mean, what kind of takeaways did you get from from working at Arsenal and Liverpool? That because we'll come on to Surrey in a minute, and we'll give Surrey yeah. some big love. But <laughs> what what were your kind of takeaways from that in having that? I guess two and a half years. Yeah, we were at combined Arsenal and Liverpool. Yeah, because it was just. I think you joined Arsenal just before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. No, just before, yeah. yeah it was February 2020, I believe. Uh, the year of yeah. the pandemic, you know, wherever that was. Um, and it felt, yeah, so a couple of weeks before the pandemic started, I, I was joined Arsenal and um, then had... I, I went to their last, I went to the last premiership game, uh, Arsenal West Ham yeah. at the Emirates before the pandemic kicked football out. Wow. And I, I kind of remember that you just you just started there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So two and a half years. I mean, what are your takeaways from that? That how do you feel about yourself as a designer? What mm. what do you think like you bring to the table now that you didn't prior to going in? Yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot about um, obviously the sports industry is great, and and the, that everyone's really connected in the sports industry. Um, I've I've learned a lot about people I want to work with, um, especially the management sort of styles I, I work best under as well. Um, I think that's probably the main um, takeaway. And uh, yeah, I, I've, I've, I mean, I've learned, I've done enough partnership decks for uh, for, for a designer, I think, uh, enough PowerPoint decks for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, is, is it, I mean, that, that's actually something that I've, I've really, obviously working on this often, it's really uh, honed in, it's, it's layout designing, presentations and, and brochures and um so that's, that's that's definitely something that's been nice to learn and you know in design as skills have come up quite a bit um working at these jobs so that's good good yeah yeah <laughs> as the pillows in the background i see uh, <laughs> you're big big in design fan um, good man, good man. <laughs> i mean uh, obviously i there's also a just just alongside that i mean i was yeah. looking back through your instagram feed and it's quite interesting where you can see uh a kind of the change like from arsenal you can see the arsenal to liverpool still some of your personal stuff you'd started doing that different style of, of artwork which we'll come back mm-hmm. on to but uh, i could i could see your experience growing i could see your design changing i mean like i said you've always been a good designer but i could i could see the stuff you were doing was like premiership class mm. so you've obviously picked up a lot of you know like every job i've been to even now the job where i am now i'm learning packaging design which i would never really done before um nice. so you take away something from everywhere so but what is that what you'd say then with arsenal liverpool is you've got a more professional approach of how you're working with people as well and about uh, going through a brief and and that kind of stuff yeah but, definitely i yeah general design skills i'm not i'm not i i come on obviously come on a bit and you know had a bit more studying of, of sports graphics i think that's the main one and, and photoshop techniques of shadowing and um looking at american sports teams all the time as well and trying to i mean that's just more more now but arsenal start that started to trickle in um trying to do a bit more of that for their women's team um so i, learned, I did learn quite a bit about photoshop and getting um yeah, getting getting the more graphical style um, with the heavy textures. Uh, that was definitely something that I picked up on at Arsenal, um, and and we'll take away from that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely more uh, more from the personal side of things and um, learning a lot about myself and how I deal in certain situations. Um, it's, it's big takeaways. I was going to say, how did you find you know going from working at home in your like your bedroom at home 
to working with people yeah. was it hard was it hard to take uh like direction from people did you did you have moments where you're like don't talk to me like <laughs> well I, I know what i'm doing that's well yeah definitely i mean i think pretty most designers have that um when someone you know, tries to tell you about design and you know they're not a designer but um hey uh yeah, it, it was it was it was strange coming back from the pandemic, coming coming back into the office. Um, I mean, one one of the main things as well is, is going from working on projects, your own your own projects, you know, self made projects. Right? And, you know, when you say you don't have anyone to sign them off, and you don't really have to do them for anyone, they're all they're all for yourself, really, to improve your portfolio. Um, yeah. It, and going then going to working in a real company and having people say, okay, this needs changing, that needs to be updated, is you know, it's <laughs> horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that uh, as a designer to get thicker skin, and that's that's something that I've definitely uh, improved over the last couple of years um, in the sports industry. Uh, trying trying to keep up standards as well. There's always something next as well. The sports industry and working on social media and um, even even partnership stuff can be very uh, quick use. Like so, so, the next day it'll be not you know not even needed, or you, know, you might as well put it in the bin because. You know, after one really? after one day, it's it's gone. Yeah, They're social posts, especially you, know, you do a match day graphic, it might take you a day to do, and then the next day it's not it's not worth anything because the match has happened. You know, <laughs> so oh. yeah, stuff like that, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's it, it, a few a few things um, I learn about you know learn about myself and <laughs> how to deal in certain situations for sure. Yeah, I mean, in my job at the moment. Um funny because i know one of my friends at work listens to the podcast so i'm, I'm always cautious what i say <laughs> but you're right that whole thing of like especially for me because i'm older i'm experienced i've been doing it longer um when you're working on things and people just make ridiculous changes <laughs> yeah, like yeah. almost for the sake of it's that kind of it's 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 good what you've done but I need I need to make you change it yeah. because that's my job to flex a little bit of power over you. Like yeah. just move that two pixels to the left, or just make that one point size down in text. You're thinking nobody, nobody from what I've done to what you've changed it to would would notice anything that would change how they're going to feel about it. Mm. But some people just have to change stuff, and I would find that the most frustrating thing is trust the designer if it's a cock up or you've completely misunderstood the brief, fine. You know, that's down to you. But I think more people should trust... When you hire a designer, I think you should trust what the designer brings to the table a little bit more. I appreciate there's brand guidelines. I appreciate there has to be multi-departments multi all kind of create something that all ties in. You can't just go off and do your own, do your own mm. thing. But there's definitely something to learn from that for your own personal kind of tolerance yeah is that you don't turn around and just go off you may you may do that on that uh, if you're having a zoom call you may do that after the zoom call you know and just after you close it down <laughs> you might say that but uh, i probably have done a few times but um, yeah. yeah we've all done that <laughs> yeah so it's, and then they go mark i'm still on yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i've not had that luckily uh yeah, yeah, that's um, no, but that that situation, yeah, it it has happened quite a bit, um, especially. That's, that's a bit, uh, yeah, especially at Liverpool. Yeah, there's, there's a reason why I was only there nine months. Um, yeah, there's it's a classic sort of scenario of too many cooks, I guess, um, or too many people yeah. having a say on design that aren't designers. Um, yeah, so 
he, he just um just got to me, I guess, in the end, and uh, needed needed something a bit more creative than than PowerPoints and and templated stuff, and you know needed something that's a bit less restrictive. Um, and uh, and yeah, so managed to managed to find something. Um, uh, and, and well, you got no, you got nine months at Liverpool, Mark. Yeah. You fulfilled you fulfilled two dreams. And that's the other thing. Club. You're right. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, you know, it ticked off those major things. If I hadn't have ticked off those major things, maybe I would have stuck around a bit longer as well. Yeah, got yeah. Watched the Liverpool and Champions League final is, you know, not many people who are Liverpool fans can say that. So I'm, I'm very grateful um, for that experience. Yeah, definitely. Did you ever get? Did you ever get a staff match? So, no, I, I was close to having no. it. There, there was so there was debate on whether they were going to have it or not this year, and um, I'm not sure if they did or not. But um, no, I, I didn't take part. Unfortunately, that would have been the next thing. Ah, oh, yeah. I say back back in way back in the day, in, in an old different life of mine, I I was lucky enough to play for Watford staff. Amazing. And got to play with uh, Steve Perryman and some of the old Tottenham players. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like to play on. I got to play at QPR but yeah. for Watford and scored an amazing goal and it got ruled offside I gutted but I got to fulfil a dream so I, when I went down there before the match I got there like an hour earlier because I knew someone at QPR um, through the connection and I put my QPR kit on um, full kit wanker <laughs> went out, I went out on the pitch with the football and went and scored in each goal all on my own <laughs> Um, it just had to be done. Yeah. But yeah, I got got to play there, and I, 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 that is one of the perks of being at a football club is yeah. when you get things like that, like to go behind the scenes, meet the players, yeah. play on the pitch. Obviously, Liverpool time came to an end. Um, I guess from what you've said, sound just sounded like a natural conclusion. You were getting to the th- thinner edge, thinner edge yeah. of the wedge. Yeah. In terms of how you felt felt there. Um, yeah, well, there was also but, but you, sorry to cut you off. There's, there's an important no, thing to fine. mention as well. There's, there's also um, the thing I mentioned about Arsenal as well. Like, what's next? When I got to Liverpool, that that was like, oh, this is it, sort of thing. Like, and then when realizing that you, I probably can't go from partnership designer to social designer, or it's going to be tricky to do that because now I'm stuck in London with a partner. Um, it's like ah. Right now, I'm a bit stuck. What do I do? What do I do in my career? I'm not sure if if you had the same thing. And I had this like this plan of, I guess your your grand plan of life. You look at you look at what's going to happen in your life and think, okay, what's what am I going to do? Um, and it was like Arsenal get to Liverpool, got to Liverpool. Now what? Nothing's nothing's there. Um, well, stick around forever. And if it, if it didn't really work out and it wasn't the job I particularly thought it would be. Then you're stuck in a situation where you're not sure what's going to happen. Um, so, mm. I don't, have you ever had that? Have you ever had? Have you ever been? Well, how how old are you now? Twenty four. Yeah. Twenty right. <laughs> twenty four. Right. When I was twenty four, <laughs> old man Dave story. When I was twenty four, Mark, I, I, where the, where I was working, I didn't. There wasn't even a computer. Yeah. yeah so it's really weird, like to see. God, 24, and he's already worked. Like he's built a successful podcast. He's run a, re- I would say, reasonably successful small business. Um, Maybe. And worked at, and and worked at, you know, made some great. I mean, you are so well thought of in the industry, but you were still being talked about at Creative South this year. Um, you, you came up. Obviously, I bring you up in conversation, but you came up in conversation from other people. Like, oh, do you still keep in touch with Mark? What's he up yeah, to? They, they're kind nice of you know, by the age of 24, you've managed to kind of do all that stuff. Mm. I've, because I didn't get into design till much later, 
it was for me I, I even now I still don't really know I still don't really know what I am and I still don't really know really what my dream job would be I, I in all honesty I have my dream job and nice. I was emotionally god even now it hurts to lose that astute job mm. I I think that was my pinnacle of of where I was at my best mm. of a job I loved really felt like oh this is perfect for me you know I'm I'm learning stuff I'm building my training which is something I wanted to move into mm. um I, I I can't really say now because I guess I've got the security of the kids for me it's just earning a living I've mm-hmm. I, I would say probably that that drive and desire not isn't gone but it's different it's misdirect it's different direct different but I can totally understand where you're coming from because uh like you say oh right i'm 20 i'm only 24 and i'm already at my dream i'm already working for the football club i support mm. so what do you do next do you go to barcelona do you go to the <laughs> fa do you go to the football league do you yeah. you know there are other other opportunities for you but yeah it must be quite knowing quite how how well focused you are to suddenly be oh shit mm. um but what is what could what could or would be my next move so Let's move on to that because you obviously ended your time there mm. and I don't think you probably even really thought about cricket or another sport, I guess. How did the Surrey job come along? Yeah, yeah. I, that was something I just saw on LinkedIn. I, I'd been applying for um, for jobs for a couple of weeks and um, I was flicking through the jobs pages on LinkedIn and just almost, I almost missed it to be honest and, and it, it just caught my eye because I've, I used to be a, um, I used to be a soccer cricket member actually, uh, but when I was twenty twelve, you start you started off. Yeah, well, this doing is the it. Cricket fanzine. Yeah. So this is it. This is why I'm I'm very pleased to be at, back at. I'm, I'm pleased to be at Surrey's because my first Wayne's design was doing a fanzine in paint and PowerPoint. Like it's like how's <laughs> not, not even knowing about InDesign, but um, and well, the fantastic thing about this is this year if Surrey win the league, I get to do a get to do a, a magazine about Surrey and like a, like a book about Surrey. So the whole thing's just come full circle, which is crazy to me. And it's, it's like, I'm, I'm at the moment, I'm almost like living. My, it's like, a, it is basically the other dream job. Like the, the Liverpool job was the dream job. This is the, 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 the other thing, the other, the other option. Um, and I didn't think about it because once I stopped playing cricket and, you know, stopped going to Surrey games, it, it really wasn't um, in my mind anymore cricket so just thought it was all about football and it's nice to get away from football uh and, and not thinking about that and talking about that the whole time you know now i've got mm. something else i can talk about um in conversations but you can enjoy football again yeah you can well, play yeah. fancy you can play fancy league again yeah can, yeah you can have it again. as your fun yeah yeah you can have it oh yeah, yeah of course yeah you, well, can, you, want to you to can go back it. to having it as a hobby yeah but but yeah i mean the, the surrey the surrey job mm. i mean you, you, I guess you saw it. You applied for it. What was the interview process like? Did you were they impressed by the? I was. I used to do a fanzine. <laughs> well, yeah, I did, I did. I wasn't sure where to include that. I did include it. I haven't shown them it yet. Um, and, and funny, funny enough, I work now with someone who, when I did the fanzine, I must have been like fourteen, so at least yeah. ten years ago. Um, when I did the fanzine, this a guy called John, uh, who I now work with. I had a chat with him one day in the office at Surrey, and he, I don't—he hasn't mentioned it to me yet. And he might, you know, never, he might mention it to me one day that he remembers like chat with me when I was fourteen. But um, 
it's just funny how, how it works. And there's other thing as well. I was mascot, sorry, one day when I was, when I was younger, and and there was another kid with me doing the mascots, and I now work with him as well. Like that's just it's thinking? just bonkers, yeah. How, how how life just. I love how life does that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really crazy. Um, and mate, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if you go back to the visualization thing. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how how it all how it all works. I wasn't really thinking about cricket and, and and stuff at the time, but was thinking about being the best I can be in a, in a in a you know in a sports environment as a designer. Mm. And I really think this is the one that's going to test my limits the most, uh, test my design skills the most. I mean, mm. um, because I'm the only designer there as well, and I get a complete creative freedom. So I guess I was going to say I could see from looking at your yeah. work, like wow, Mark's like got some. Mark's got some freedom here yeah. to, to try stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. When I once I heard that, and you know, in the job interview, once I heard that I was going to be the only designer, and um, I was well up for it, and, and really, really excited. Um, yeah, to get to work on everything I had as a kid, and, and you know, get, to work on you know, the, the everything, everything that I had as a kid, and enjoyed like the membership packs and getting players to sign the autograph books. Now I can do that and, yeah. and see my work being used. Yeah, by other kids and you know, members, and you know, seeing my work on the tube and, and on buses around London, It'd be amazing. I can't, I can't wait it's to great. design stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, it's great though. When when you <laughs> see stuff out in the wild, yeah, yeah, and you kind of can just sit there and go, I did that. Yeah, like you yeah. get you get to. I know, like my nephew does. My nephew's a retoucher, um, and has worked on like. He, he's so kind of blasé about it he doesn't even say anymore what he's worked on then one day he'll go oh yeah i did the same i did the stella Mac- i did all the stella mccartney design work for the uh olympics in 2012 Incredible. i think it was he did and it all in top secret he yeah had, he had to have like passcodes to get in a room special passcodes for printers because people couldn't see stuff Incredible. and then he he, he he told me some of the work he'd done i'm like mate you should like talk about yeah, it yeah because it's really good but like having that creative freedom though um like being able to go in and and kind of be given okay mark what do you want to do i mean was were you like a kid in a sweet shop that a little bit yeah first yeah. day i still am i still got um, loads of notes on my phone about you know, projects that i'd like to do that aren't haven't been briefed in but they're just they're just stuff that i'd like to do whilst i'm there um and, and hopefully this can you know so I, the other thing about moving on was I wanted to find a place where I could stick at for a while and, and that I'd enjoy for a long period of time because I'd talking about where I want my life to go. I'm not really sure after the five years that so Mel, my partner has five years to get her UK visa citizenship. Hmm. Um, so she's on a visa for five years, a spousal visa. So after that five years, I'm not really sure where my life's going to go. You know, it might go abroad and it could go anywhere um you know but she also wants to spend time with her family as well um so we could be going back to america or you talked about new zealand and i don't know who i don't know where it's going to go but it might stay in london but um definitely wanted to find a job that could stick at for a longer period of time and settle into and really make my own and really feels that this is it um you know because being the own designer hopefully there's room to bring in other designers and hopefully eventually we'll have a you know, design team and you know who knows i'll become the manager of the team and you know we'll have a whole creative studio within surrey and it'd be amazing <laughs> like so many so many that, good dreams but yeah it's it's a tough it's like a it's a nice problem to have because mm. you know like you said um 
you know, your, your partner's from America, you're getting married, she's obviously got family the other side of the pond, and, and like, that all of a sudden you've now got probably the best job hmm. in sport that you've had. I mean, like, you learned a lot at Arsenal and you've been to Liverpool, but I think seeing, uh, I think said to you before we started, seeing your demeanour mm-hmm. and your um, your work and enthusiasm and even photos of you online again, <laughs> smiling. Yeah, um, yeah. You definitely look like, I mean, the, 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 I'm not just saying it because you're my mate, um, because I've always been impressed with your work, but the stuff you've done for Surrey, mate, is like first class. Like, absolutely. That. Given that you're the only designer and you're coming out with all these different things, and I could tell like you were trying new stuff mm. and. Um, like when you doing the you were doing the graphics for when the players were scoring so many runs mm-hmm. or b- broken records and that yeah. all the because I think there's one you did a um, I think you asked advice on getting a blur on a ball or something you were trying to get yeah, it right yeah, yeah. but seeing the stuff that you're doing it's 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 hard because like now now you're in this job you like you just said you've now got this decision where maybe this is the job where you could see it out for two three years maybe even five years depending yeah, on hopefully. how the growth in cricket goes mm-hmm. but then you've also kind of got sat on your shoulder you know a wife who <laughs> kind of maybe wants to go back home and i mean i don't know what her job is yeah. and what she does and i don't know what your prospects are in that respect but um i mean when you are married can you can you go and live in america and can you work in america or have you got a whole new set of problems mm. with that yeah um no so, we'll, so the plan is at the moment we'll stick here for five years um and get yeah. get her citizenship in the uk and then we'll come and cross that bridge when we come to it i guess <laughs> oh right so oh sorry i see what you mean so yeah. you can still stay for five more years yeah sorry um, yeah before you have to make a decision oh that's good yeah, so at least, yeah. at least you're still under 30 which is yeah, great yeah. great age because if you are going to you know, start a family or whatever, and that's a great age to do it, and if you're going to go and move and start a new life somewhere, you know, you can have a great experience and yeah. body of work behind you. I, mean, well, I hope so. I'd love, to, I'd love to be your age right now. <laughs> I really would. Well, the, the, the thing about marrying someone, like, someone who lives in another country is going back to the opportunities thing. It, marrying someone else from another country just opens up another, another load of opportunities, which is incredible. Like. Like it, that's yeah. I mean, I'd love to work for an American sports team one day. Who knows? But or you it's know, not abroad. like we haven't got the contacts, is it? Well, exactly. Let's be honest. This is this is where create again. Yeah. You go, like you go through. I've I've always said I'm very retrospective about how a lot of my past shapes my future mm. and still does. Is all that work you put in at the beginning with Creative Waffle yeah. in the same way with the cricket stuff is. You know, the connections you've got, the people we both know in the sports yeah. industry in America that have got connections, it's, you know, you've done the work, Mark, you deserve, you deserve the riches of <laughs> the effort you've put in and the timing will be right. It'll come along, you know, when, when the timing's right and you, you move, I'm sure, I'm sure I could see you working in MLS or NFL or NHL, any of yeah. any of the initials. Well, I've been getting <laughs> but, into the NHL quite a bit since. So I'm trying to that, like stuff like that, isn't it? Like, if you want to work somewhere, try and learn more about the sport and embed yourself into the culture. And but yeah, I, I, do do you think do you think that Liverpool job came up? Like, do you think that's the, the universe or like the world saying, all right, now it's time to go here and try it out. If you don't like it, try it. Now the sorry job came up at a specific time, or do you believe that it's, it's just coincidence? Um, no, I do think I'm not a religious person, so I'm very much I'm very much in. A, I think the universe kind of has a way of putting 
nothing the yeah it sounds it sounds really wanky now <laughs> like i i'm i'm big into that whole do good things good things happen to you yeah. you know bigger person karma universe i think what happens is when you're tuned in when you're emotionally tuned in to good stuff um because i know like depression and stuff can really like take you away from the world and you not even know what's going on so i think when you're in a, a state of mind where you can be kind of emotionally tuned into what's happening in front of you it's easier to see things that are happening and your brain kind of is drawn to them uh, without you realizing like subconsciously um it, it it's like driving down a country lane in the middle of the night you'll still see a rabbit's tail in the in the woods like you can't help it you try it. it just happens your brain's tuned in and you see it and you're like oh look and i think that happens in life i think things just come along and like you are tested by the your decision making process and your your emotional stability like mm. you know everyone you know ask any kid like any any, any young girl at the moment the age of eight thinks they can play for the lionesses tomorrow <laughs> because they're inspired by it they've seen the thing it's that you know you have a goal you have a dream but timing is is a very big thing and I, and I know people have had opportunities and turned it down and regretted it but 10 years later the opportunity came back again uh, it was yeah. a better time for them i think for you I think the kind of the universe was giving you a reward in a way for the work that you've done and going, go on, look, you know, you're putting in the work here, lad. I'm here's a, here's a thing. This timing, you were looking, recruiters were obviously looking. You were you were doing the body of work. You were doing a lot of Liverpool stuff. You know, it's not like you weren't connected to it. Um, I think definitely for you, regardless of whatever experiences you've had, I think it was great for you because you've learned a lot you've worked with some very good helpful people and I'm sure some very difficult people and had some really great days and some really difficult days but I think the fact you're still sat here smiling and got the enthusiasm for sport is uh, a testament to like how much you've grown Mm. and you know what what a fine young lad you are to be 24 and talking about stuff like this um I, I, I just think it's I think good things are always going to happen to you, Mark. And, I, and the Surrey job, I think you're going to absolutely smash. Um, and I think they're lucky to have you. And, and I think you're definitely going to be, I think you're definitely going to be the um, person they're going to refer to in five, ten years when you're not there. And it's because when someone someone said like, oh, how, you know, when do you leave a job, what are your thoughts about it? And I've always said like, I, I at least want to be the person that is the benchmark for the next person yeah it's nice that. and it's mm. nice if you get the opportunity to do that yeah. and i think you can at surrey definitely because you, mm. you have a smile on your face <laughs> when you talk about it yeah <laughs> no there's a yeah that's that's really nice yeah there's so much so much opportunity as a as a sport as well that's it's quite a small organization which is good from i well i it's what I've learned, really, from from working at Liverpool and Arsenal as well. I prefer the smaller team, smaller organisation, and the people that are around me at Surrey are fantastic as well. And it, it's they're really like, all right, let's get stuff done, sort of attitude, um, especially the team I work in. And it's yeah, such a, a great environment for um, a creative person to have complete freedom, but try and you know try try and so their their brand guidelines are 
I mean, they're pretty outdated, but the colours they've got at the moment, and, and you have to sort of stick to a brown and duck egg blue. So they're not like they're not like the most yeah, exactly. They're not the most like amazing colours. They'll make they'll make nice pottery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, how do you be creative? That, that's that's the challenge. Like the cool challenge about it is like how do you be creative? Without, you know, and, and some try and make something that will last more than a few a few days or a few months and. Hmm. Um, with those color schemes and some of that won't look outdated um, in a year's time, like it's, it's exciting, yeah. And, and and joining at this time as well, halfway through the season, is interesting because you know it gives you a feel of what you need to do and and for next year and what could be done better. And you, you know you're taking templates from the design that's just left, and um, it's all hmm. like a transition period. And then you have got a bit of a runway. To then come in next season with your own ideas and create everything completely yeah. from scratch, which is really nice. I like that a lot. Um, that I can from well end of September when hopefully sorry have won the league and um, I've created like nice t-shirts and booklets and posters about sorry winning the league um, and, and <laughs> it's all out there. And now I can think, okay, what next next season and get everything amazing looking good and like yeah vibrant and exciting because that's the good thing about cricket as well you've got so many different types of um cricket <laughs> you got you got different formats so you've got uh, like four different games i guess and you have to create like a look for each one and different kits and you know the white kit obviously the traditional four-day game and then you've got t20 mm. and um a longer 50 over game so yeah there's a lot there's a lot of creative stuff that we probably haven't seen in the cricket world and that, that i want to pull in from other sports and Hopefully, you know, it, it, hopefully, be a, like a make sorry like a trailblazer sort of trailblazing club in the design sense uh, in, yeah. in in the cricket world. Hopefully, everyone looks at Surrey um, and says, "Oh fuck, how can we do that?" Like, yeah, I want it to look like what they're doing. Yeah, I want the, what they've got. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then what a lot of businesses do is they go, "Well, I'll just ring them up and get their designer and offer him five grand a year more." And then you get what you get what they've got because you've got the person making it. Yeah. That's the other thing is like you could be a victim of your own success in that you do do a good job, and all of a sudden, like being headhunted is such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, there's there's that again. There's that the universe going. Well, Mark, you've got a decision to make. You know, do, yeah. you, do you stick with a bit of loyalty and see the job out, or do you move? You know. Do you need money, financial security, and and that kind of thing? So, I guess the other thing as well is with the freedom you've got. Is I know, I know. I'm sure how I would feel is kind of you go in and you get so much enthusiasm. You you sort of want to do a hundred things when really twenty would be enough. <laughs> twenty great things would be enough, but you want to do a hundred things and you'll burn yourself out. So, yeah. have you have you kind of calmed down and been like? okay, I need to have a realistic approach and a plan. I don't want to go saying, yeah, I'll make a book and I'll do all the programs and I'll do all the emails <laughs> and I'll do all the mail shots and I'll do all the social media and all of a sudden you need a 37-hour day. Well, yeah, there, there is a bit of that. I mean, you have run out of time to make a few things and, yeah, it, it, it has been very full-on being the only designer for you know, the whole... The, it's a sports organisation the size of a mid-table Premier League club, so it's been it's been very busy. Um, uh, and... It, just it's just I've been promised that the off season when, it, when it's not the season it's been a lot, be a lot quieter and I have more time to make you know stuff with a bit more time and a bit more lead time and uh, hopefully yeah. then it'll be yeah, more relaxed but uh, it'll be nice it, it's it's been great um, I'm very much looking forward to next season already yeah 
is um so, I mean, have they got a good chance of winning? Are yeah, they, so they're it... top at the moment. Yeah, uh, they're okay. If, the, I don't really understand the point system in cricket for games, but because it's it's very complex. But you get um, they're basically one game ahead of the team in second points wise. So as long as they yeah. win every game, well, they've got three left, I believe. They should they should, oh, okay. they should win so there. It's, it's it's imminent then. Yeah. It's not not like ten games away or anything. Yeah. You've, you you can smell it a little. Exactly. Bit. Yeah. So I've, I've, what's the vibe? Sorry. Sorry, Karen. Right. I was just saying, so I've, yeah, I've made the winner's graphic. Probably shouldn't say that, but I made it already. A lot of people in the club will know. But, oh. So I've made the winner's graphic already, spent two and a half days on it. <laughs> um, and then I've, I've done a lot of the merchandise design already as well. That's looking cool. And um, yeah, there'll be the winner's book with all the photos to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm, it's such a cool time like to design something for your childhood club in cricket and you know, see the players will will be will be wearing your kit and you know, players I looked up to yeah. as a child and got autographs off and you know, it's, yeah, it's such a rewarding place. <laughs> yeah, it's like again, like you know, Liverpool the 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 triple triple trophy season yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Um, you know, then coming to Surrey and then they go. Maybe you are, you are a lucky. Maybe you're the lucky charm. I do win trophies at every <laughs> club. That is uh, <laughs> purely because of you. Yeah, yeah, it's all down to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it's timing everything right, but uh, glory hunter, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, is how much of your job is working at Surrey and working from home then? Because obviously, yeah. still in London, Surrey's not an easy trip. Oh uh, no, so every day today. Yeah, so the, the actual stadium's in London. Uh, it's on like South South London sort of um, uh, oh, okay. Kennington way. Um, so it's ah oh, right, it's right, just okay, outside yeah. Vauxhall Station, really. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's, it's about twenty one minutes to get to from where I am on the tube. Change once at oh perfect London Bridge, and yeah, oh. it's pretty pretty easy to get to. The thing, the, the real. Yeah, the real thing for me is I wake up in the morning. It's like wanting to go to work as well. Like, I I know this is such oh, a such a cliche thing, but like it, it, really finding a job that you, know, you wake up and wanting to go to work and wanting to do stuff in the evenings while I'm watching. You know, I'm doing illustrations in the evening whilst watching Netflix and like mm. thinking thinking about the next day's work and what can what can I do and coming up with ideas all the time. It's just it's fantastic. Like I, I don't know yeah. where where our podcast was last time. But I can't really remember um, what we talked about. But you mentioned it was about getting off social media and a bit of mental health problems and stuff like that. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah, probably in a dark place. Um, just just before I got the Arsenal job, because I've been working to try and try, working for about a year, not on a lot of money, trying to trying to get some more clients, local clients in, and uh, yeah, it was that was a hard, that was quite a hard time wanting to, especially as the age I was as well, wanting to sort of flee the nest a bit um you know 20 21 ish 22 trying to get out of my parents house and you know, maybe move to london and not have enough money to do certain things and yeah a very formative time i guess um so yeah fantastic to two and a half years being a completely different situation and life's fast tracked so much um yeah yeah but you've learned a lot mark i mean you come you, you know two and a half years on you've you're not battered and beaten yeah you know you like you said it's nice to get up in the morning i accept the yeah. job at a stew is you know when you love a job so much because you forget you 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 forget you switched on you know even now like i've i've been gone there a year um i i, I can't let it go mm-hmm. i i'm still 
I still see designers and think, oh, are they using astute graphics? Oh, are oh, they doing that? They should be using it. Or, it's 24-7. I should get in yeah. touch with them. And, yeah, and, or like I'll, I'll be looking at events thinking, oh, I wonder who's going to be at that event. Or if I'm, at an, if I'm at an event and I'm chatting to someone, it's like, have you got a design team? Mm. It's really hard to stop doing it because I would be kind of 24-7. I would be dialing into America in the evening and watching stuff and, you know, networking and talking to people and even now i still get still get contacts from people who think i work there (laughs) some people thought i was it was my business (laughs) but it it is it's nice when you enjoy it so much that you don't realize you're thinking about it more and you don't you don't mind putting in that kind of extra little bit of time because a you enjoy it and b it's going to make your life easier anyway and you can go in with like a spring in your step and be like, right, you know, come on, let's get mm. on with this. What we got today, and sit back and have some satisfaction yeah, yeah. and, and in, enjoy the sport. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think to to come out of all of that at twenty four. Um, for some reason, I thought you were going to say you were twenty six, <laughs> but I was surprised you're only twenty four. But um, yeah, I, I I mean, I think you'll you've survived. Um, a weird time in your life through a very weird time in the world's life mm. um you know that that's kind of that's been your pandemic mm. yeah is joining getting your dream job at the start of the world going down the toilet yeah, and yeah. you know and, and we're only really we've only really just kind of started to come out of it and now we've got a whole other bunch of stuff we're having to deal with financially but yeah yeah, the, the fact that you've you've got a solid job, you're good at it, you're enjoying life, you're getting married, um, you've got a place in London, you're out your parents' parents' house. Uh, it's not to say that you've like got money falling out your pockets yeah, at wish. the moment. Yeah, but um, but no, I do think it's good. I think it's good all the things you've done, Mark, and I think you've definitely like laid some serious foundations. And I think a lot of people can take take a lot from from what you've done and i you know if you listen to this podcast you have no idea who mark is and and you can obviously tell we've been friends for a little while um i would go back and and watch and listen to some of the creative waffle stuff um and i will repost the interview we did because i'd kind of like to do that thing with you where we come back every couple of years and do a do a where's like where's mark now i like that and just see how that progression is because i think there's a lot of young designers who are now able to go out into the big wide world post pandemic. There's more opportunity for them mm. um, and less restriction than you had. I think I could definitely, you know, learn a lot from you and you, you can become a mentor, a mentor type person at 24, 25. Yeah. Well, there's um, a lot of design jobs. That's, that's a, one of the, one of the few bonuses from the pandemic is that it shook up a lot of people and a lot of people moved jobs, a lot of people left design the industry, and a lot of people went into design studios from sports roles. So yeah, there's there's so many um so many design jobs out there right now, which is fantastic for people coming into the industry. Yeah, I I'm seeing lot I mean, because when the gap between the student and where I am now, I put on my LinkedIn I'm available for work, which weirdly, when you take it away, the LinkedIn algorithm just goes, no, 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 I know you've got a new job, but I'm still <laughs> going to tempt you. <laughs> and I'm forever getting uh, things come in like every day, yeah. three, four, five jobs at, you know, some really good places, yeah, yeah, some yeah. unheard of places. But you're right. There's a lot of creative 
jobs out there and i think some of that is a little bit i mean so many businesses learned a lot from the pandemic about how they run you know people working from home was a massive shift for a lot of them that um you know working from home always used to come with bunny ears because it was oh working yeah, from yeah. home um you mean like you're playing golf or you're taking a cheeky day off but now working from home is kind of the norm yeah um i think uh Oh, I distracted myself then. Well, the working from home has been interesting. For, I mean, sorry, it's I, I like to go in the office now. Now it's um, you know working one day one day from home. But um, I really I've, that's one thing I've I've learned during the pandemic is I'm a lot more productive when I'm in an office around people that push me and um, are are people that are proactive. Um, you know, because you can be in an office around people that aren't proactive and aren't yeah. aren't wanting to get the best thing made. And yeah, so I mean. Yeah, I mean, if I've learned anything from the last two and a half years, it's, it's I've learned a lot about how I like to work, and that's been invaluable, really. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. What I was saying was um, a lot of businesses realised now they're kind of coming back into the world, they've got to promote themselves again. They've got mm. they've got to they've had a time to see. Yeah, a lot of business has gone away, and there's like less businesses fighting for more. Um, I think now's the time where it's good to see. I had a chat. The last podcast episode I did was a guy called Ian Barn, uh, James Barnard, um, who I saw on TikTok, and he's a he's a UK guy, um, but he's it he lives in Australia, oh. and he was saying that he found when he moved out there that they just he says the industry does not take designers seriously. Mm. They they don't see the value in it. It's like the lowest paid, the worst treated. I do, I do think now there's a definite shift in a better appreciation of what graphic designers bring to the table because there's more to it than than it used to be in my day. Like it was just you design something, print it, and send it somewhere. Mm. Now it's marketing, social media, yeah. email, video content, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, multidisciplined. I think there's a lot more to to learn. You can have a lot more um, strings to your bow. Uh, yeah motion design ux ui that kind of stuff is so so much more now to be skilled in that get that it it is like being the new plumber yeah yeah back in the day when you when you're a plumber everyone needs a plumber well now everyone needs a motion designer or the ux ui or web dev and kids are learning code now at a young age yeah yeah. like i said it's there's a lot of opportunity now um like do you think that people underestimate designers because they don't see that the thinking behind it. So I've been thinking about this quite a yeah. bit, right? They, they don't understand the, the alignment, the, you know, the layout composition, sort of all the design rules that we have learned at school. Like they don't understand it or know of it. So they, they think, oh, yeah. just move I've, stuff around. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with you. I think the problem is it's a lack of education because when you think of any other trade, um, regardless of whether it's manual mm and you're digging ditches in a road in the middle of the motorway at 2 a.m., or whether you're, you know, in a lovely warm studio with a, you know, 4,000-pound Mac, Mac <laughs> studio yeah. at your disposal. I think what what a lot of people don't see in the creative side is um, there's that there's a song on TikTok that goes, it takes me, it costs that much because it takes me fucking hours. <laughs> nice. And, <laughs> and, and uh, it's, they don't appreciate like you know a car mechanic has experience goes to college learns what to do buys all the tools for it has the environment to be able to do it so you know when you want a car fixed 
you're going to go to a good mechanic because you know he's going to know exactly what to do he's going to do it quick but but let's be honest if you call a plumber or a car mechanic and you need something fixed quick you know you're probably going to have to pay through the nose it's like oh, i've got a leak i have to call a plumber around there was 250 quid out of my pocket just for him to come around and turn a screw and go oh it was a washer <laughs> Um, because that's the call, that's that's you, you put a value on that of that's an inconvenience. Yeah. But when it comes to design, I think a lot of people don't realise we also have to train, spend money on equipment and software. Um, and that thing about the reason it took me five minutes is because it's taken me forty years to learn how to do it in five minutes. Mm. I think I think a lot of people need to. I mean, a lot of businesses need to be educated. Um, why designers are good yeah i think the, and it's because it's that benefit isn't it the, the benefit of having a good designer isn't as obvious as having a good plumber yeah <laughs> the benefit yeah, if you got... of that isn't the same because <laughs> yeah if you've got a leak and you need it fixing that's a more obvious problem than having a bad poster <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's a physical thing but they don't realize that you know the 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 plumber coming around to fix it i'm not nothing against plumbers they're all very good workers and i totally value <laughs> well, but, but I'm, t- I'm just talking about a like, what people see as a physical job versus a digital job yeah. is that designer has the opportunity using their skills and technique which is kind of some of my frustration in my job is you're a designer with loads of experience but someone with no clue about design gets to make the decision on what what gets what gets thumbs up and thumbs down yeah. but it's that value of I could create something that could generate thousands of pounds for the company, mm-hmm. and yet, the, would they still value mm-hmm. you for what you did, or do they only see the reward? And I th- and I think now um, now there's more th- more marketing and promotional things available to companies. I think they are seeing the value in you know even like look at it. IT and web development earn a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. My flatmate, what, you know, he's, he's a, he codes yeah. the Nectar app. <laughs> so, like the same as Nectar app, and he's earning a ton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and they earn a ton, and all and all they're doing is they're sat in front of a computer yeah, with yeah. a bit of software, hitting a keyboard and typing some stuff, and we're holding a mouse or a tablet, and we're using, you know, we're creating things from scratch and making it, and yet we earn half as much as. The IT guy, yeah. the web dev guy. That's where the value is perceived. Um, the perceived value is, I guess, and then uh, yeah, because yeah. they see the website has to work, but they don't realise that all the graphics on the website also have to do an important job, yeah. and it should be equally balanced. But that—that's my, you know, nothing against web devs. We're and IT as well. do a fantastic job, but yeah, we are biased. <laughs> but I do think I think we're now in a kind of um, another golden age of design because the software is so much more available mm. i mean there are some amazing amazing design. actually i've got a question for you um and i don't know if this is something because i'm older maybe more cynical but i'm seeing a lot more i've got to be careful because we're not allowed to be negative about anyone anymore <laughs> i'm seeing a lot more design coming out that i don't think is that good quality that from uh, and those people are having a lot of smoke blown up their ass mm. like god you're amazing this is cutting edge and i'm looking at it and thinking i don't get it i don't get it this stuff's been done this stuff that what you're doing isn't even what's been done before but and better um and i just look at some design now and and just think have, have i just like 
missed the dumbing is there a dumbing down of design are the people who are looking at it not understanding graphic design enough to kind of know what it's like that thing i used to say is like you you're a perfect example of it right you're at home and you design a flyer for a local event and your mum and dad will go mark that's amazing that's brilliant oh my god i love it i love it right but that's your mum and dad yeah they're gonna say they're gonna say that um people who who aren't part of the industry um I, I just wonder if there's like um, an element of people who don't really know design. I can't even draw a stick man. So as soon as somebody draws something a bit better than a stick man, it's, oh my God, that's amazing. So that kind of mediocre work gets pushed out quicker above better work because the people pushing it don't really understand what they're looking at. It's just better than what they can do it's hard to explain i, think, I just think i sort of know what you mean um i mean the, when you open up a an industry like design to more people by giving them more available tools and you know that you've got so many good software out there now that there are you know 10 pounds like procreate or you know mm. you know affinity designer which is free and you got the, canva you know, Cam, Cam, yeah i mean even even canva um so yeah you, there's a lot more options to do a little bit of design yourself and dabble in it um, without learning all of the theory and um, yeah the you know, the grids and why that's important. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a lot more uh, basic stuff out there, a lot more um, you know stuff that looks like it's been done by uh, people that don't know the rule or the rules of design or you know, stuff like that. Um, that's just that just I think that just comes with an industry that's grown. Um, out of being a specialist industry, I guess. Yeah, I, and I don't mean to like shit on people who are doing that design. I just think that what's sad about that is they're not getting the right kind of education to help them improve. It's that if your auntie Beryl keeps loving everything you do, then you're only ever gonna you, you like your midline is gonna be your top line because no one else is getting involved to go. Well, what if you did yeah. that? maybe yeah that's not good enough you need to be like it's not yeah. just that it's all these things as well and I, and I think I, I hope that designers coming through now don't just dismiss what's gone before and in the past and just you know want to be this I'm going to wear a trilby and a scarf indoors um, and be super cool <laughs> um, and ignore everything I'm cutting edge um, because I think there is like any job that apart from experience there's a lot of knowledge out there from good people mm. um you know and great great people will always rise cream will always rise to the top um but i think it's a bigger battlefield out there now um the only thing that's nice that i have seen over the past couple of years is more people collaborating and, and being positive with each other and encouragement mm. definitely um and, and then that flip side of you know kind of what i think is Right, is someone trying to get in your room? <laughs> I keep no. hearing a knock. No. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, I just think, um, you know, any youngster in, in design now, and if you're listening, you've got kids coming into design. I, I had someone message me the other day, like, oh, my, my daughter's thinking of doing graphic design. Yeah. Can you give me any advice of books or places they can go? And it's, it, I, I, I felt bad that my instant reaction was kind of negative because I, I don't like 
graphic design being the well, I don't know what to do. I'll be a graphic designer. I see what you mean, yeah. Where can I learn it all from one YouTube video? Yeah. Kind of, that is it's uh i think it's something that needs a lot more time and energy and not everyone has to do a podcast and <laughs> you know do all that kind of stuff but yeah i do think definitely if if you if your kids or someone you know is looking at becoming a graphic designer i think they're already they've already kind of got it in them um you know you've obviously been cre- very creative from a very young age and it's obviously paying off now but don't just look at graphic designers um like Oh, I've just bought a camera. I'll become a wedding photographer because that pays the most, sort of thing. Yeah. And so I definitely recommend putting time in and learning your craft and making mistakes yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, know, you could learn Illustrator and InDesign and uh, Photoshop all you want, but it, you know, unless you learn the theory behind why you're doing certain things or you know, learn the theory behind design, and that, that's actually something that whilst I was. Um, Arsenal, towards the end of the time at Arsenal, I, I went back and learned all again because most of it I wasn't using in my design. I was just becoming like a, a copycat designer, I guess, and, and making stuff mm. because it looks similar to what other big sports organisations have done um, instead of trying to make something a bit more original. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I think it's, it's it's a it's a good and bad thing. I think, like you say. Like you said, uh, you know, better designers and people that are willing to put more time into into becoming a better designer will get hopefully get the better jobs and um, you know, make the better connections in the industry and be recognised. Um, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to say uh, exactly what you mean without seeing an example. But um, maybe the people you're you're looking at are, are at certain life points where they're you know they're just starting out or or they you know they haven't quite gone into the learning about theory yet. Or yeah, it's hard to see when. Um, when you look at our stuff, stuff on social media, it's it's quite hard to uh, tell where people are at, and that's yeah. yeah I mean, that, that goes back to where our last podcast where we were talking about social media and um, uh, and like how how I was I was quite, quite jealous, I think, of looking at other people's work and not thinking, why well, yeah, why am I not working for those sort of companies or, or clients? Mm-hmm. And like, but just I yeah, I think I've come to terms. Like, I, I heard it a lot through a lot of YouTube channels and podcasts and stuff I'd listen to that you know you don't see the work that went on to get to that position or you know you're comparing yourself to someone that's you know, yeah. a lot more experienced and I just it's just taken a long time for me to actually sink it that actually sink in um I think uh yeah my advice to, to younger designers would be to just just get a couple of years into the industry and then see where you're at and, and you know, formulate opinions on other yeah. people's work <laughs> and and, uh, how do you feel about social media now are you yeah. are you happier with it um so i recently did, I, I recently deleted my twitter off my phone um again because I, I felt like i wasn't using it as much but i'm i think i'm more becoming a little bit more frustrated with um you just being on it a lot because I, I am on it a lot for for looking at other sports organizations and um trying to get a cricket organization to become um or have the same look and feel as bigger organisations that were in sport. You know, not comparing yourself to another mm. cricket club, but comparing yourself to a much bigger organisation like a football club or an American football club, where they got a lot more resource. That's research, though, Mark. Yeah, that's research. Yeah, that's, that's not. But I felt like I was doing like it a where lot. You were. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. Like you, you were, you were comparing yourself to other people, like you say, without really knowing why. The, 
why they were where they were. You know, sometimes it's a lucky break. Sometimes it's 30 years of doing something. And yeah. now all of a sudden, Chris, I mean, Chris, though, was the person I thought of going back to that creative south. Um, he posted a thing the other day. It was like a triangle. And at the top, it was YouTube influencer. It's like, oh, that person's called a YouTube influencer. But like the next tier down and the tier down after that was like 30 years working in the design mm-hmm. industry, 10 years learning video editing and, and audio and like mm. it was that, that that huge foundation and it's what you're labeled as here but people don't know kind of what's underneath it now and, yeah i mean, research i use i use social media a lot for research um kind of just to i take a lot of screenshots of things that interest me because i want to kind of go and investigate and and i go down a bit of a rabbit hole of looking at designers work and who else they've worked with and i find it quite um i don't feel like it's wasted time on social media because n- you know nothing that i put out on social media and i've said it so many times there's no i don't do live i don't do reels i don't do mm-hmm. any of the live stuff i can't do that it's not me i know i have to if i want to get more and i would say i've probably missed out on a couple of opportunities this year that i probably could have got because I don't bind myself into that lifestyle on social media. I'm not on there every five. I mean, I can go on my Instagram and the same people are just along yeah. the top. And people see them, lifestyle. so they hire them for events and things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not that person. So I'm lucky. I am grateful that I get the work I get because I'm not out there all the time punching stuff out. I'm not, you know, I don't have a YouTube channel. I don't have my body of work isn't out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I do my job and I enjoy what I do, but I don't have to. F- I don't feel like I have to keep promoting all the stuff I do. I do promote when I'm doing an event, but I don't feel that I have to sit and be planning content and, you know, hi, I'm going to be doing this in an hour and I'm going to be doing that in two hours and hey, and tomorrow I'm doing this yeah. and it's like God, that would tire me out. That would me- that would mentally kill me. I think because it was just it would be too much. No, <laughs> I'm too old for I'm too old for this shit. To quote. Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon. Well, yeah, so, so another reflection is, as, as a younger designer, you can you can definitely fall into that uh, trap of looking at other people on, on social media and, and and realizing why am I not there? And yeah, it, it's, it's such a it's, social media can be really really difficult for a younger designer, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really know. I think it just takes it just takes time, and that's not helpful advice, but. Um, and maybe maybe I've become less annoyed with it or less jealous of other people because I found a, 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 that I'm in a good situation now as well. I think that's probably helped. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's definitely yeah that was definitely something I struggled with a lot in Britain when we last chatted. Um, so it's good to good to overcome it. That's for sure. But yeah, well, you use Instagram very well now. I enjoy your I enjoy your feed. Oh. It's nice to see like all your work you're able to promote the work that you're doing and you seem very very like pleased and proud of what you're doing yeah and you know like i said that when when i see a picture of you on social media it's like oh mark's doing all right he's like put himself he's put himself on there rather than his work and the sketching stuff the new new stuff you've been doing is really good as well so obviously that that will help me keep doing it but i'm sure you know we're going to come back to this in another couple of years and we're obviously going to keep in touch in the meantime but um like i mean thank you so much for making the time tonight because it's been a joy to chat to you and i really wanted to see how you were and 
where you were in life and, and what you've been doing. And I'd, you know, I'd say I follow you from afar, even if I'm not in touch all the time. Um, but I will be coming up. I will come up and see you. I definitely yeah. need to get to a cricket match next season. I'm I won't be able to this year, but I'll definitely come up next season. Um, weirdly enough, I, when I was a kid, I started out, um, I was Middlesex supporter. Yeah. So I was oh, born no. in Middlesex. No. Um, <laughs> And I, I remember going to my nan and granddad's and watching the old test matches like yeah. 1975 and it was both them. Amazing. And, and West Indies, yeah. So I, I I sort of dropped cricket like a hot potato and got straight into football. Yeah. But um, it would be nice to um, to come back. I've been to Somerset once. For so that's a, a nice ground, um, yeah. For an event, yeah. But um, no, thank you for making the time, Mark. It's been, been a pleasure. I think mean, there's a lot to be gained from, from your experience the last two and a half years. So... Um, everyone watch uh, where can they find you what's your Instagram yeah uh, I want people to follow you yeah it's Hirons Creative H-I-R-O-N-S Creative Um, yeah so that's that Uh, that's pretty much the only place you can find me now apart from LinkedIn (laughs) good yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah I mean I encourage people Creative Waffle stuff's still out there so Mm. go and have a listen and and watch some of that stuff because Mark had some really good guests on um, some some top guests, people I'm still too scared to go after, <laughs> even though I even though I'm an age where I could. But um, no, maybe one day. You just got to ask them. Just got to ask. Yeah, I know, I know. But for now, I'll let you go and enjoy your Friday night. Um, thank you so much, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on again. And uh, so we'll catch up soon. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Best of luck at Surrey, mate. Good luck with the championship. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, cheers. See you later. Bye-bye.